And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like something, <laughs> uh, something's come out. And I was panicking. I was like, and I was trying to look, but the phone was literally like having a meltdown. Yeah. And I was oh, like, Why, what's, what's happening here? Welcome to Celebrity Search Engine with me, Abby McCarthy. We've been scouring the internet high and wide and looking at those Google autofill suggestions to find the questions the world most want answered about their favourite celebs. Every week, we're bringing a new guest onto the podcast to face up to the Celebrity Search Engine. We've got the all-important questions. Hopefully, they'll have the answers. Things could get very lively from now on in. All right, let's get started. This week's guest is a total music superstar. I mean, the only thing bigger than his smile and his biceps is the huge hits he's making. The guy who soundtracks all of our summers joins us today. I'm, of course, talking about the brilliant Joel Corey. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the podcast, Joel Corey. So good to have you with us today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this. A little bit nervous for it, but I'm excited. <laughs> Don't be too nervous. Uh, I should say a massive congratulations, first of all. Three Brit nominations. Like, has that sunk in yet? Do you know what? It still honestly has not sunk in yet. Since I found out, I've just been on like cloud nine about it. I, If you told me a few years ago I would have got nominated for a Brit Award, I would would literally have said you are absolutely crazy what you're talking about so to get nominated for free it is totally surreal you know i don't really have suits so it's the first time i'm getting like a proper tailored suit for the night i'm just so happy to be involved and yeah just another big highlight of what's already been like a great year for me i mean finding a suit to get over those biceps so that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge for you have you been to the gym today we're recording in the morning so i'm, I'm thinking have you started your day off with a bit of a gym session right I normally am in the gym every day for like 8 a.m. That's how I start my day. Can I imagine just, that, just yeah. Gets me, gets me going. But today was a little bit different because last night I actually recorded a, uh, a live stream at Village Underground in London. And uh, I'm not going to lie, got a little bit wavy. Yeah. The, drink, the drinks are flowing. <laughs> a few of my boys came down for it. So uh, yeah, I woke up this morning. I was like, right, gym's going to have to be put back to later today. <laughs> Are you like gymming every day though? Yeah, I pretty much go um, every day to be honest with you. And you know what? It's not even like a physical thing anymore for me. It's more of a mental thing. I really mm. just feel like when I get up and I do my workout, I get back to my house and my studio and begin work for the day. I just have like clarity and 
just have a bit of a spring in my step. And if I miss my workout, I kind of don't feel the same. And I think mm. that's because it's it's become such a routine for me that it's just, I'm a very routine person. <laughs> so if my routine changes for the day, it kind of like messes me up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. I love working out. Just, I mean, I don't love working out. I hate working out, but yeah, for the the mental aspect of it. I was thinking this is probably like the longest you've gone without DJing out, out, surely. Because you've been doing it since you were really young. No, you're right. So like um, I started DJing when I was, uh, well, I actually started DJing when I was 13. So I literally have been doing this since I was like a, a young teenager. And then I, you know, from the age of like 16, I was working in like, you know, under 18 nights and then when I got to 18 I had residencies as nightclubs and I honestly think over the last 10 years the longest break I've had from DJ has been one week no way yeah honestly yeah that's uh, and you know I was a club resident DJ for so many years so doing like two three nights a week even and more than that at some points um so yeah to have a whole year off for me now has been totally weird it's like lost a massive part of me yeah at the beginning it it hurt because at the time I was like you know I was on tour of Jax Jones I just finished the Sagala tour and yeah. um, my single Lonely was like in the charts it was flying and I was having this moment of like finally you know having a hit and then performing in front of a crowd it was just like everything I ever wanted and then it was like suddenly from like there to all my gigs cancelled and my whole summer that I had lined up cancelled I was like oh my god but you know what I totally like flipped it in my mind. I was like, right, let's let's do the positives with this. I've got more time to spend in the studio. I've got more time to spend with family that I'd literally like hadn't seen properly for ages because I've been away touring so much. And um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely used the time productively. Um, you know, I finished Head and Heart in the first lockdown, and that went That's pretty done well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the second lockdown, I finished Bed. So. Um, but you know what, saying that, I am absolutely itching to get back out there. So bring on summer 2021. It's going to be amazing. Oh, this summer is going to be absolute scenes. But the thing is, everyone knows you now as this, you know, chart topping, internationally successful DJ. But I want to find out your beginnings as a DJ. You said you started when you were 13 years old. So what was your DJ name then? I'm guessing it wasn't something very cool. All right, I had two, okay? So, okay. so I, I started, I got my first pair of decks for Christmas when I was 13 and I only got them because my older brother, Sam, also was DJing and okay. I just wanted to be like cool like him. Um, I wanted to go to school and be like, I got decks, I'm a DJ. You know I mean, <laughs> I, was like, I was so young. <laughs> so um, my brother, he also did a bit of emceeing because we used to do a lot of garage music back in the day. That was like oh, what I started right. with, the garage stuff. And my brother was like an MC, and he had a little crew with him and, and like, well, oh, I feel so embarrassed saying this, right? So, all right, my my, my first DJ name was was Junior C. Oh, <laughs> because, don't! That's cute. Like, because my brother, all right, my brother's MC. He's gonna kill me if he hears this. My brother's MC name was MC Cosa. Because you know, like Cosa, Cos- Cosa, yeah. yeah. So I was like Junior C, like. <laughs> We've got these old mixtapes where he's like doing these raps about Junior C. It's ridiculous. Oh, I wish I'd known. Oh, God. And I had another name uh, at one point, DJ Jenga. <laughs> DJ Jenga, okay. Yeah. You know you know the game Jenga? There was like this this thing that um, some of the MCs used to say. It was like, uh, all the DJs are falling down, but Jenga's still rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god those are funny days man so yeah but yeah i scrapped i scrapped that though yeah <laughs> maybe i'll bring it back one day you never know 
So from DJing like in your living room in front of your mum to, <laughs> I mean, Ibiza and just some of the, the biggest places you possibly can DJ. Where's been your favourite place that you've played? I would have to say Ibiza, to be honest with you. you? I, it is like, yeah, it's my it is my favourite place in the world, you know. And I definitely think like those early trips to Ibiza uh, in my early 20s were so inspiring for me. And mm-hmm. I think that's where, you know, my real love for house music really took off. I remember the first time I went to Ibiza, um, going to Space Nightclub and watching Carl Cox like close the main room and just standing the there. Look at, look at, yeah, just looking up and going, oh my God, like, this is what I want to do. You can't do the best without doing the worst. So what's some of the worst places you've DJed or, you know, maybe those early gigs that, that weren't quite as good as the ones you've been doing in recent years? There's been so many, you know, like honestly, like ones that I think really keep you grounded. And I'll never forget those moments. Like, for example, I remember turning up to like, a club I think it was somewhere near Manchester and um it might be like a student gig and turning up and you know the club had been advertising it all week and uh I got there and there was nobody there and I remember the manager came out and said oh we've like you know it's not been a really big turnout and I was like well how many is in there he's at just the bar staff Oh, and I was man. like, I was like, like honestly, I'd driven like four hours up there, like, yeah. and I just, you know, I actually went in there and I ended up like just taking photos with the bar staff. Okay, so before we go any further, let me explain how today is gonna work. So we've gone through the internet and found a bunch of stuff that people really want to know about you, Joel Corey. So it's time for you <laughs> to face the celebrity search engine and give us those answers that the world is craving. Are you ready? Right, I think I'm ready. I know there's going to be a few dodgy ones here, but let's <laughs> let's do it. Come on. <laughs> Looks a bit nervous now. Right, so first stop is Google. So we all know you go on Google and the autofill sometimes can throw up some pretty interesting questions. So what happens when people go on, they put in Joel Corey and the word who? We'll start with the obvious one. Who is Joel Corey? Um, all right, who is Joel Corey? I am 31 years old. DJ and producer from North London. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, what else can I say about myself? You know, um, you know, some people might know me for fitness stuff from um, that I've done in the past. Most people probably know me from my DJing and recently my records that have done well in the charts. And some people might know me from a certain reality TV show from back in the day as well. <laughs> Does that feel almost like another lifetime ago, the Geordie Shaw stuff? Because so much has happened for you since in, in the world of music. Yeah, it does. Um, but, you know, I have just the most amazing memories from that time in my life as well. What a great experience that I always will be grateful for, for having. And yeah, it's just it's just part of my journey, you know. And it's nice as well sometimes, you know, when I'm out and about or DJing in a club and somebody come up to me and they've got a story about watching me on that and <laughs> they're just, you know, they're here partying at my night. It's, it's, it's fun. It's cool. Okay, the next question gets a little bit thirstier. Who is Joel Corey's girlfriend? You know, some people are checking if they've got a chance with you. Right, well, I am 100% single, ready to mingle. <laughs> So yeah, single at the moment. You're a bit of a ladies' man, though, aren't you? Come on. No. Oh, look, he knows. He knows it. <laughs> um, no, I don't. No, do you know what it is, right? Um, 
I, I think especially over the last like three, four years, I have been so, so focused on my work that I've had no time in my life for that at all. Mm. And mm-hmm. I can't see that changing if I'm honest with you. If anything, I just, I actually want to work, work even harder at the moment. I feel more motivated than ever with my career and what's going on. But my mum was like, Joe, one day you're going to have to get married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh God, I feel like I'm so far away from that. <laughs> oh, your wedding though. What a party that'll be. Yeah, that's going to go off. That'll yeah. go off. <laughs> Come on. Okay, let's, let's talk dates then. So I know you're a busy man, but... There's somebody that you like, you're taking them out. What's the plan? Mm. Um, dates. Well, I love I love sushi for a date Ooh, night. Yeah. I think I think sushi is just the like a nice sushi restaurant. Um, and you know, you can order like all the different things and you know, it all comes out like one after the other. And I just think sushi is a really good like date night. And then, you know, after the date night, things are going well. Bit of Netflix and chill. Can't go with this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that's um yeah, I think if I was gonna go on a date, I'd they might not even like sushi though. Not everyone likes sushi. So oh. you know, dep- it depends, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do you like do you like sushi? I say I love sushi. That's a great choice. Yeah. And that sounds like a great date, to be honest. Okay, next question is who did Joel Corey date? I'm guessing they don't want your whole dating history. I'm thinking they're probably talking about Sophie from Geordie Shore, obviously yeah. two well-known people that, that dated each other for, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my life, I think I've had only two girlfriends, really. Mm-hmm. Sophie was my second relationship. Um, I was with her from the age of 22 for, I think we were together about five years in total, five or six years. Um, and yeah, it was, as I said, you know, those years I just have such good memories and we had an amazing experience together and we were both mm-hmm. a big part of each other's lives. There was lots of ups and downs, like everything. Um, yeah. And we were kind of had this relationship that was in like the public eye at the at the sort of point where reality TV really took off. Mm. So there was there was a lot of like eyes on it. So, but, you know, it, as I said, amazing time in my life. And uh, yeah, I, and you know, between me and her, I hope she's doing great. There's no bad blood at all. And she even, you know, has tweeted me a few times since since oh. the success of the music to wish me well. Yeah, I'm sure she's really proud of you. The next question is who is Joel Corey's song Sorry About? So for people that don't know, Sorry is actually a cover of a classic garage track by Monster Boy and Denzi, I'm Sorry. So I didn't actually write Sorry. It's like a remake of uh, of a garage banger, which actually is um, one of my all-time favorite garage records. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, when I first started DJ when I was 13, I started with garage music. And that, back then it was just turntables and vinyl there was no like mm. usbs or mp3 or cds you know this was before social media like i feel like i'm an old old man talking here <laughs> but i think all we had was myspace so this is going way back right way back so i had my decks and my vinyls and you know every week for me it was my weekly trip to the local record shop to buy my new vinyl they were you know back then one vinyl uh was like you know eight pounds minimum mm-hmm. right and you would get an a side and a b side so eight pounds for two songs right and I was only like at school so I would save up my 
lunch money that my mum would give me, I'd put a pound of it aside a day to save up to buy that record every week and get the bus up there and get it. So, you know, it, back then it was important, like what record you selected because I could only get one a week. That's all I could mm. afford. Are there any uh, fashion choices that you're sorry about? from the past I only say this because just before I came on this I was on Facebook you know when the photo memories pop yeah. up oh, and it was God. one of me wearing those rave oh. shirts from like the late the late noughties you know with the, it was like make love not missiles and yeah. I was like oh no <laughs> did you ever done oh, one no. of those or anything else as bad oh God there's been plenty of yeah questionable fashionable <laughs> fashion decisions from myself um, I mean People used to watch me on Geordie Shore. I mean, I used to turn up in all sorts of things. I think <laughs> one time I turned up in a onesie with an American flag. Um, you know, one time I turned up in just a dicky bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like any good detective, I'm going to move from the who's to the hows. So people want to know, how old is Joel Corey? Do you have a showbiz age at all? No, I'm 31. Um, getting on a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know what? I think that now is the right time in my life for what's happening to be happening. Um, mm. I'm glad that this happened to me at this age because all the years in my 20s doing what I was doing and always kind of dreaming of this happening and then working hard and having the knockbacks and then like pushing on definitely, I think, helped build my mentality for now this mm. to happen and me for me to be completely ready for it. And I know that I'm not gonna let it slip. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm 31, my birthday's in June. So yeah, hopefully I'll be celebrating my birthday this year. Who knows, maybe in Ibiza. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm bagging myself an invite now. Thank you very much. So do you wanna be like DJing and, and making music forever? Cause obviously you're so passionate about it. Are we, are we gonna see Joel Corey sets and records when you're like a hundred? When are you gonna stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people, like my mom's asked me this before and people ask me and, and they're like, oh, you can't be doing that for ages, you know, what, what are you gonna do when you're like 50 or whatever? And I'm like, um, why this? not? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, all I can say, right, is that I still get the same adrenaline rush, the same buzz out of DJing uh, to a crowd that I did when I was 18 still the same you know my my love for it is is bigger than ever mm. and it's a big part of me like even this year like having to stop doing it because of the pandemic has made me realize even more just how important it is to me and how grateful I am and lucky I am to do it you know I guess I would stop doing it if I fell out of love of it but I can't see that happening to be honest with you so yeah I'll be in my wheelchair my zimmer frame <laughs> walking up walking up to the DJ box like I'm still going guys Still going. Yeah. DJing in the old people's home, like, come on. Yeah. Drop, drop, drop in head and heart. You, you guys know this one. Here we go again. <laughs> oh, love that. The big question next, how much are Joel Corey tickets? People want to know. Are you going on tour soon? Yes, I'm going on tour. Um, I've announced my UK tour uh, for later this year. It's going to be October, November cannot wait we're going around the uk and ireland as well and and um yeah ticket prices uh they kind of vary a little bit but i think they go from like maybe around like 15 quid at some venues to up to like 25 at some other venues so it just depends on what which venue you're going to see me at yeah whatever the price is 
it's going to be worth it. So if you want to get a ticket, get one. A little selfless plug there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, honestly, I can't wait to go back on tour. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm going to I'm going to make that tour like the best shows of my life. Yeah. I've seen your play in Printworks, which is just one of my favourite venues. Class oh, place for a rave, isn't it? I'm guessing you've yeah, had well, some I- fun nights there over the years. Yeah, I've been there as a raver many, many times. Um, and, and you know, to now be headlining my own show there is just uh, incredible. I-, I went down there to film a promo video and walking in there when there was just nobody in there was the most surreal experience because mm. I've been there so many times where it's like you can't move. It's just like, you know, it's going off. And then to go in there, <laughs> it's so eerie. There's nobody yeah. there, you know. And to have a proper look around the venue you realize what a special venue that place is. It's nothing like it. Like it's it's my ideal venue to DJ at as well because I like, you know, dark, dirty raves. That's what I'm mm. about. So um, I can't wait. And yeah, I'm going to put on an amazing show. Um, going to invest a lot of, you know, my own resources into the production of that night because I want to just blow people away. Um, and we might have some surprise special guests turning oh, up as well. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, he's going big. I like it. Yeah. So bring on Printworks, 29th of October, Halloween weekend as well. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is going to be incredible. I feel like even thinking about those kind of nights, I can already feel my hangover. <laughs> mm. Do you drink much though, Joel? Because I was thinking, I didn't, you know, with all your fitness stuff, do you mm. like let your hair down a little bit and, and have a drink now and again so the way I was working especially last summer when I was touring abroad a lot was mm. you just have to be like quite tactical with it because um, I look like anyone I love a party and yeah. you know I like to let my hair down and uh, the thing with me as well is I like to DJ extended sets especially when they're resident nights and like for last summer uh, sorry for summer 2019 I keep saying last summer I mean the summer before you know I had residencies in Zanti Malia um, you know I'd be for Kavos and when it's a residency and it's my night, you know, I might be going on taking over the DJ maybe 1am, um, mm. but then I'll be I'll play to the end of the night. So sometimes that could be like 5, 6am. So that wow. could turn into like a, f- a four or five hour set. You know, when you're doing that, a drink really does actually help because you're trying to catch a vibe. And it just, especially as you go deeper into the set, if you're feeling a bit wavy, you kind of feel the beats more uh, um mm-hmm. you know you you catch that vibe and it can really help you it helps me anyway but i'm not talking about getting totally plastered i'm just talking about you know like a few a few drinks <laughs> um to get it flowing and and the thing is though i wouldn't drink every night of course uh it wouldn't be like that because I'm, I'm very focused on my fitness and you know you can't be breaking up hangovers every day and the other thing as well is uh, that summer for example i i got to the point where i was doing six nights a week and every night was on a different island. Oh, wow. And the, I think in the, in the four months of summer 2019, which is the year that Sorry blew up, I think I did 104 flights. I've got this master really? tour sheet. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. I, I, I DJed six nights every week for nearly four months. It was crazy. And as, as I said, every night was a different island. Um, so the schedule was so intense, right, that I would... Whew, so say I was in Crete, Malia on a Monday, where my Monday residency was... Um, the flight the next day to uh, Magaluf would would leave Crete at like this is you're gonna eight a.m. right? Ooh. and then it, it'd be a stopover though in in like Barcelona and then on to Magaluf. Are you ready for the big question? This is the one that everybody hates. So dramatic music, please, producer Mark. 
How much is Joel Curry worth? Oh, God. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you know how much you're worth? Is it, uh, are we talking... I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. How much am I worth? Is it like money in the bank sort of thing? I guess so. I mean, the internet thinks you're worth about a quarter of a million pounds. What do oh, you think? Okay. He's, he's more. He's got he's got millions in the bank. <laughs> I've done all right. <laughs> You've definitely done all right. I've done all right. I've done all right now. Like, but you know what? The thing is with me is like I've never been like a money driven person. I really haven't. For me, it's all about. Um, I don't count like money as a success thing. In my mind, my success was like getting a hit record, yeah. you know, getting my name out there, uh, getting to the life that I always wanted, you know, playing the biggest, uh, you know, playing at festivals that I wanted to play at, you know, things like, like for me, success is bang, headline show at Printworks. That is yeah. what I get rewarded from. Um, and the money thing is a bonus and I don't spend a lot of money at all. You know, I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not a f- sort of flashy person. It's just, it's just not in my mind to do it. Have you splashed out on anything for, for your family maybe? Oh yeah. So like my mum is, um, well, I brought, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <don't... laughs> well, I didn't, <laughs> this came up the other day actually with something else, but like I, my mum is gonna get her garden redone this summer, right? So I've told lovely. her that I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for it. It's it's gonna. She, I want her to have a, a lovely garden for the summer. Mm-hmm. It needs doing as well. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go in with that and do something really special in the garden for her. But this also came up the other day, right? But this again is not a lot of money. It's not flashy. But my mum needed a new kettle um, because <laughs> I went around the house. I go around my mum's house every Sunday for a roast dinner, right? That's our Ooh, routine, yeah. right? And um, I went around there and I was like went to make myself a cup of tea and I just looked at the kettle and it was like, you know, like, is it lime scale or that stuff? That oh God, blowing? yeah, when it's all covered like, in it and gross, yeah. I was like, mum, what's going on here? Like, what's wrong with this kettle? And she was like, I don't know. I was like, right, anyway, so I went to Amazon straight away and brought a brand new kettle. And yeah, she's buzzing with that because, you know, she loves a cup of tea. <laughs> okay, so now the big one's out the way about net worth, the awkward one, it's it's done. But we're not through with you yet, Joel. I've got a few more autofill questions for you now. So a lot of people are searching Joel Corey, Love Island. And I guess your music got played on Love Island, didn't it? And that really put you on to, to a lot of people. So do you get told it's being played or do you just kind of look at your phone and you're like, oh my God, it's, it's blowing up. Like everyone's hearing the music. You know, I've got a story about that, actually. So I was actually out in Zanti when that happened. Oh, right. I was at my hotel, um, you know, starting to get ready for that night. And and I was doing my hair. I remember I was doing my <laughs> hair, right? And uh, and my phone was on the side. Now, the the 4G in Zanti is, it d- doesn't exist. I mean, we're talking like Zanti is 1G at most, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was in my room and suddenly my phone just went, mad like i suddenly it, it just went like you know the tweet notifications mm. whatsapps and i was like oh my god what have i done like something <laughs> uh, something's come out and i was panicking i was like and i was trying to look but the phone was literally like having a meltdown yeah and i was oh, like don't. why what's what's happening here so you're panicking um, i was panicking. i was like oh my god right i was thinking like something happened and like something's come out <laughs> Um, but um, but no, luckily it was it was obviously good news and yeah, sorry got 
played on Love Island. After that, it became the most Shazam song ever in the UK in one day, and it still holds that record. That's amazing. And maybe people were searching Love Island as well, thinking that maybe I'd been in Love Island. Because some people do think that, you know. Yeah. They get mixed up with, with Geordie and Towie and... You know, they. I, I've I've had interviews. They're like, oh, so you know, this is Joel Curry from Towie and all that. I'm like, oh. Oh, 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 <laughs> not, not really. Uh, yeah, it's always really awkward because you're like, do you correct them or do you, you know? No, I, I never, I never correct them. Do you just, just go with it. Go. Yeah, I just go over. Yeah, yeah, Towie, Towie. <laughs> and like, um, I know what they mean, but like the the funny thing is, right? You know, like um, like back in the day when I was doing my DJing, there was definitely a few flyers where the promoter had got it wrong as well. Oh, damn. And I'd been literally advertised, like, posters of me, Joel Corey from bloody Love Island or Joel Corey. But I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, like, for you goodness know. sake. Yeah. <laughs> Would you go on Love Island? Could uh, you be tempted to go on the show? Why not? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it's not saying that I'm like, thinking of doing or anything like that but who knows if they ask me I don't know do you know what I would want to, I would want to do the jungle though if I had the, oh I'm a celeb if I had, 100% yeah, yeah if I if if I had to pick any of them that's the one that I would be like you know I would love the challenge of of the sort of the diet and the and all the challenges they and the and they face in there I yeah. think I'd be up for that but I know that I would be like so scared of all the spiders and stuff so yeah, I don't know. I'd be up for that. <laughs> yeah. What are your like phobias though? Are you scared scared of like creepy crawlies and heights? I reckon like, I, I, right, I'm a very competitive person. Okay. So if you challenge yeah. me to do something. It's on. I, I have, I have to, I have to win. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have to, otherwise I'll, I'll beat myself up about it. But saying that, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> would probably scream a lot and make a complete, fuss of of like being in a you know box with scorpions whatever they have to do but i think that's why it'd be funny because i'd probably make an absolute scene out of it but i wouldn't ever give up do you know what i mean even if it killed me i'd be like i can't i just can't give up so yeah i think it'd be quite fun to do that (laughs) so the next question people have been searching does joel corey sing head and heart I mean, can you sing or is production very much your thing? Absolutely cannot sing. Like, <laughs> terrible. Um, Go you know, on, I give us a little something. Jo- Go on, Joel. Definitely not. I could just about <laughs> join in with happy birthday. Like, I've, I, th- I think I've got, you know, <laughs> I've, I've got a very small range, which right. is just the low, e- the low end. <laughs> so I kind of just, I provide like the baseline to happy birthday when the family is singing it. Yeah, you can nice. just hear this murmur in the background. So <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I definitely do not sing Head and Heart. And no. uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave that to M and EK. You know, he doesn't need any help from me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, what a range he has. What an incredible singer. So how did you end up working with him on that tune? It's an interesting story, actually. So obviously I've been a huge fan of M and EK for years. As you said, unbelievable talent, amazing singer and an amazing songwriter. Yeah. incredible um and i was working on head and heart um so i started working on that record in november 2019 so that's before lonely came out i'd finished lonely but obviously it's that was scheduled for release in january and i'd started to work on the next single which was head and heart mm-hmm. and uh it was only like in demo mode um and at that time mnek was not on the vocal of it um, but I knew that this song was so, so special, right? Mm. I knew that it was just, I was hooked on it. Totally like 
this is my next single. I'm in love with this record. It's going to be amazing, but I need to find a vocalist for this song. And um, it, there was also some parts of the song that needed writing. Uh, we didn't have a pre-chorus and okay. we, we tried a few different pre-choruses, but I couldn't quite get it. I just couldn't get it. And, and there was a few other bits as well, but I knew that the song was, could be amazing, right? And luckily the demo that I was working on fell into Emanike's hands. I think my manager sent it to his team. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And he then messaged me on Instagram and he was like, he slid into the DMs. He was like, Joel, I've heard this head and heart demo. Like I need, I want to work on it with you. Like, I love it. You know, would you be down? Like, let me, Amazing. let me try a vocal on it. I was like, are you mad? Of course. Like, yes, please. EK, I, <laughs> I never, I know, I never ex ever expected him to message me like this. So he obviously gravitated towards that song as well so much that he wanted to work on it. And then obviously I went back to him and said, you know, would you be up for trying to writing a pre-chorus? Because that's the bit of the song that I can't get right at the moment. And he was like, yep, leave it with me. Bang. Next week, sent me back his full vocal, the pre-chorus, which is like one of my favorite parts of the track. Yes, he nailed right. it, absolutely nailed it. And um, what can I say? After that, you know, me and m and -E finished the track together. That was in March. That was right at the beginning of lockdown. So we couldn't go in the studio together, but he's got a studio at home. So we was working remotely. Um, so he sent me, he recorded at home, sent me all his vocals. I put it into the project, you know, we, we made the production and, and the song was released in July. Um, but yeah, that's the story of how me and Emily Kate. But the first time I actually probably met him was on the, on the music video shoot. Oh, wow, because you'd worked remotely the whole time, yeah. Yeah, so the extra time we was actually in the same room together oh. was the first scene on the music video. And as you say, working with Ray now and a dance great in, in David Guetta. What can yeah. you tell us about, about those two? It must just be a dream to work with both of them, to be honest. Oh, for sure. This this is a huge collaboration and, and, a, and a dream collaboration for me. And, you know, Ray, first of all, um, I've been a fan of hers for many years. She's one of the queens of dance music. Mm. Um, and, and you, you know, going back to last summer, um, I was in a studio session with, this is how Bed came about. I was in a studio session with uh, Jinjin, who's a songwriter that works a lot with Ray. Mm -hmm. And um, Jinjin was like, uh, let me play you some of Ray's demos. You know, we had like a 10 minute break from what we was doing. I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, she played me like, you know, about eight different ideas. And there was just the one that just popped for me that caught my ear was the bed idea. It was just the chorus. It was just a hook over some chords. Mm. But as soon as I heard that hook, I knew it was a hit I, immediately. I was like, that's that's the one. Play me like, that's the one that I need to work on. I like the lyrics. They felt fresh. They felt a bit cheeky. It felt like something new for me as well yeah. um, to like kind of do something a bit more spicy like that. Yeah. And the the hook of the melody was like, I could, yeah, I just got it. I got it instantly. Um, that night, bang, slid straight to the raised DMs. I've never got met me her done. before. Or spoke, or sp yeah, I'm, you know, me DM king in it. I never spoke <laughs> to her before. So I was like, Ray, like, um, I've heard this bed idea. Please, can we get in the studio together? Like, I've got a vision for it. I know this is a hit. And then she came back to me and she was like, oh, of course, I'd love to do this with you. Um, you know, I kind of forgot about this idea. We did it months ago. Um, she was like, I actually wrote this idea with David Guetta. And I was like, oh my God, David Guetta. Like, I was like, well, I can't just slide into his DMs. Like, I'm going to have to do something a bit more professional with David. <laughs> <laughs> so... I can't just give him the love eyes, you know what I mean? It's not going to hey. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to, who's this guy? But anyway, so I um, 
I sent David like a really nice email. Um, and luckily he knew who I was because he was a he was a big fan of Head and Heart. He actually remixed Head and Heart on his uh, underground alias Jack Back. So oh, he God. knew who I was because of Head and Heart. So he came back to me and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm down for you working on this. Uh, let's go. I was like, wow, great. So two weeks later, I was in the studio with Ray. Uh, we wrote the rest of the record. Um, you know, I added my production and that's when it, that's, that's how Bed began. What's even nicer for me though, is I've built a really good friendship with him. And Ray, you know, we, we have our bed WhatsApp group. and Oh, do you? you know, do you I'm, chat a lot? Yeah, I chat every day. You know, obviously, like, we went top three last week. So, you know, and, and the thing with David is he's so funny. He's such <laughs> a, fu- a fun, full of life guy. He's always just writing, like, loads of emojis in the group, you know. He's just, like, always putting the fire emoji in, like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> And um, yes, you know, any, anytime he writes something, for some reason, I just read it back to myself in a French accent. I don't know why. It's just like... Because <laughs> he's so French and just like he's so, extravagant, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He, he was like, uh, he was like, Joel, like this summer, you come stay with me in Ibiza. I was like, David, don't ask me twice, mate. My bags are already packed. Yeah, like, I'm see waiting. you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Much like my productivity when Joel Curry comes on my Spotify, we must pause and stop. It's time for a dance, everybody. Except, rather than dance music, you're getting some adverts. Enjoy. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen. Listen, bitch. Oh, Listen, make, make, make an I'm a week off sugar. Bear, uh, I will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird you, dance moves. You head back and then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier mm. and for me like that's just worth it the weekly roast music in my life and how are you just three more podcasts to feast your ears on find them wherever you found this podcast Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So now we've chucked the autofill aside and it's time for internet tombola. So I've trawled the internet to find the weird and wonderful questions people have been asking about you, things they've been posting about you. So we're talking comments from YouTube, social media dynamite, Reddit threads, all sorts. Oh my God. So let's give the wheel a spin and see what it lands on. It stopped on headlines, so let me pick one out. This one is from the Daily Mail. Corrie in the house. And it's a tour of your bungalow, the party bungalow. Mm. So I want to know everything about your house. So what have you got in there? Set the scene for me. Right. So, yeah. So I, I, I live in a bungalow, um, which, by the way, bungalows are underrated. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the need for stairs. Like, I'm, I'm, quite, pa- I'm quite passionate about this, by the way. Why do we need stairs? Like... It's just like effort. Why? Just get a stairmaster. Yeah, one, yeah. That's why. That's why I got one. You know what I mean? Just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah, I live in a bungalow, and I live in a bungalow next to my dad, who also lives in a bungalow. Really? Oh, that's so sweet. You you didn't want to move away from your parents. <laughs> well, do you know what? It just happened that um, that my dad basically like he he w- he was renting the bungalow that I'm in to somebody else, and that that rent like um kind of finished and it became available and then i was you know looking to move out of mums um and yeah just i was like it's perfect isn't it so i live next to my dad because i'm away so much it's really convenient to live next to my dad because you know he's so good at diy and stuff which by the way i'm useless at so (laughs) if anything ever goes wrong in here he's just straight around like next door just talking Yeah. And yeah, and he, he does the grass and all that sort of stuff. So it's Legend. really convenient living next to my dad and also it's really nice because, you know, um, my parents split up when I was younger, when I was like 13 and I stayed up with my mum. So to like now live next to my dad and reconnect with him, mm-hmm. like it's been really nice, especially during lockdown. You know, we have a we have a cup of coffee in the garden together most mornings and that sort of thing. So it's really nice. Um, so yeah, so I live in a bungalow um, and I... At, yeah, it's what can I say about it? Um, it's it is a bit of a party bungalow. I'm not gonna lie. Come um, on. You know, <laughs> we've had a few after parties back here. I can just imagine, Joel. <laughs> and you know what the the good thing about it is it's it's kind of like it's detached. So I've got all the decks set up in here. So when we do get the party going, I haven't got the neighbours like banging on the door going turn it down. So right. so it's it's like the perfect afters pad. Um, and yeah, I've uh, got a nice garden. Um, I've got a little garage that I kind of made into my lockdown gym. Got some dumbbells in there. Um, so I do, did my workouts in in the in the little garage during lockdown when the gyms were shut. I got my barbecue out there. I've had a few barbecues last summer. Okay, um, my, you good, good on the my, barbecue? Bit of a barbecue no, king, would you say? No, leave that to my dad. <laughs> Your Don't, dad does I'll everything right, for you. It's brilliant. I can see why all. you live I, next door now. <laughs> I, I pretend I do it. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like my dad just ends up doing it because, you know, I give everyone food poisoning, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got my front room, um, which I'm in right now, you know, 
has turned into like my live streaming room. So you can't see it now, but I've got like a big green screen here uh, with my deck set up. So I've been able to do my live streams uh, in the front room, uh, which has been great over lockdown, um, you know, to keep the DJ sets going and doing all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah, that, that's been great. Um, what else is there to say about the bungalow? I've got my own little home studio here. Um, oh, that's great. So, so yeah, I, I could do my mute. Yeah, do my music from here. And yeah, that's about it. Loving life in the bungalow. Wouldn't want it any other way. This is perfect for me. I live on my own. So, you know, it's it's not the biggest place in the world, but it's perfect for what I need right now. Let me see what comes up next. This one is from Twitter. Somebody's tweeted saying, coming home from work yesterday, the sun absolutely blazing. Joel Corey on the radio. And all I could think of was that belch you let out that makes your eyes water after four or five good hard mouthfuls of cider. Wouldn't be too bad now, would it? I think they were missing the pub. Is that the vibe you go for with your music? Accompanying the oh, pub and partying? I love, I love, I love, is that a tweet? I love yeah. that tweet, that's wicked. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, I think like my music, right? I think, you know, it's, it's, it's dan- uplifting, good vibes, dance music. And it's there for people to, let their hair down and enjoy. The thing as well, I think about my music as well though, there is like an emotional factor in these records. And I think that's why they really, people do really uh, get attached to them because mm-hmm. it's it's got all the energy and the uplifting vibes, but there's also like an emotional element within the lyrics and the writing of the song. So I think having both of those factors, you know, is is the key for me. But yeah, I'm so excited for this summer for people to be able to, you know, I guess like, enjoy my music in the way that it's meant to be enjoyed, you know, at festivals, in gardens, you know, at, in clubs, all these sorts of things. It's going to be a great summer. So yeah, so plenty of, plenty of ciders. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of ciders, exactly. Okay, <laughs> let's get one more. This one is from YouTube. A lot of people commented on this video. It's a tattoo that you've got. Oh, so God. you've got Sophie's eye tattooed on you. Do you I still do. have that? Do you like it? I do. <laughs> I do. I like it. It's, um, so we did a... So Charlotte from Geordie Shaw um, had a new show on MTV called Just Tattoo of Us. And the way it works, I don't know if you've seen it, but you go on there with your partner or your friend or a family member and you basically stitch each other up and you both get a tattoo. <laughs> you don't know what the tattoo is. But it gets revealed at the end. Oh wow! And um, and Charlotte was it was the first series, and she needed like people to be on the show, so she was asking her friends and stuff. And obviously, mm-hmm. Sophie's her best mate, so so she was like, "Joel, like Charlotte wants us to do just a t- just a two of us." I was like, "Well, go on then. It sounds like sure. fun. I've never had a ta- I've never had a tattoo before." I was like, just at the time now, I was doing a lot of my fitness stuff, so I was like, I can't have it in a place where it can be seen because a lot of the stuff I was doing was like the fitness shows, you know, and oh, obviously right. you just went wearing a pair of trunks. So I was like, I don't really want it on my body because that, cause that's what I was doing at the time. So then really there was only one place it could have gone. <laughs> so amazing. I kind of set myself up. I set yeah. myself up there by saying that. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's Sophie's eye. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of there. Um, yeah, right there. <laughs> So she, so at the time it was like she could always keep an eye on, on, on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, I have got, uh, I've got Sophie's tattoo 
right there. So yeah, but you know what? It's it's a it's actually a really nice tattoo. You know, the ta- the tattoo artist did a really good job of it, and um, I was really happy with it. Actually, I think it's quite unique. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Let's be honest. <laughs> and they're like. Oh no, it could have been a lot it could have been a lot worse. My mate was like, Oh, you should get one on the other side, then it'd be like an elephant trunk. Oh, no, don't worry about that. Um, I was like <laughs> Two eyes Damn. looking at someone. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Im- imagine. Um But actually I-, I stitched her up though. What did I get on her? I got like I got do you know what it was quite funny actually? I got like psycho Sophie tattooed on her foot. <laughs> And it kind of like, at the end, it was kind of funny because like, I'd got Psycho Sophie and then she had got her eye to always watch me. So it kind of like came together at the Worked end quite out. funnily. Have you got any more tattoos since then? No. No, is that going to be my, the only it's one? It's my one and only. Unless I get the other eye, but no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I love that Um, and that is it thank you so much for being a part of the podcast Joel well done on completing Celebrity Search Engine how did you find it? loved it that was such good fun thank you for having me and uh, yeah I think we covered a lot of different things with that yeah exactly a lot of juice was was given out I think before you go Joel one final question who would you like to nominate to go through the Search Engine experience? Right, I know the perfect person. I am going to nominate my bro, Jax Jones, to come on. Yes. And uh, I, I know you're going to un- uncover some stuff with him. So, yeah, get Jax Jones on here. He's next. <laughs> it's on. All right, we'll sort it. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We've got amazing guests lined up and you don't want to miss any of the tea. If you're on Apple Podcasts, then please do drop us a review and a rating. Five stars, I mean, of course. And let us know in the review or over on social media who you'd like to see on here next. We're at Celeb Search Engine on Instagram. Until next time then, I've been Abby McCarthy and thanks for using the Celebrity Search Engine. Oh,